Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Rhino Podcast, brought to you by Rhino Records. Interviews with your favorite artists and bands about the songs and albums you love. Here's your host, Rich Mahan. On this episode of the Rhino Podcast, we catch up with David Coverdale and talk about White Snake's new album, Love Song. So when the sun goes down and those nights go colder, I will be there looking over your shoulder. And the deeper the love, the stronger the emotion. And the stronger the love. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rhino Podcast. As usual, I am joined by my friend John Hughes. John, how are you? I'm great, Rich. How are you? I am doing exceptionally well. Thank you for asking. This time of year, always loaded with tons of great releases as we move towards the holiday season. Of course, this year is no exception, along with all the other great news we've been getting this week. Joni Mitchell just had her 77th birthday this last weekend, Mm -hmm. right after the release of the new archive set, which is amazing. Yeah, you know, you think we plan these things all to come out in the holiday season or something. I don't know if it's some sort of overall grand plan. Uh, Of course it is. Uh, The Joni Mitchell archives (laughs) uh, are amazing. Volume 1 is out now. It's called The Early Years. It covers 1963 to 1967. It's got almost six hours of unreleased home, live, and radio recordings that flow chronologically to paint a rich portrait of Mitchell's rapid growth as a performer and a songwriter during this period leading up to her debut album. That's some flowery prose there, worthy of Joni. Yeah, no kidding. This five-CD treasure trove of unheard audio includes 29 original Mitchell compositions that have never been released before with her vocals. So you've got them all yeah. here on the Joni Mitchell Archives Volume 1, the early years. It also is out now, so go get it. Yeah. It has the very first recording she did, too, which is pretty awesome. And it sounds great because it was done at a radio station. Yeah, it's crazy that they kept it all those years. I mean, geez, if you're a little more of a guitar lover, this is for you. Eric Clapton's Crossroads Guitar Festival in 2019 will land everywhere on November 20th. This collection captures almost four hours of highlights recorded live last year at the acclaimed Charity Music Festival. Hey, remember those? Founded by Eric Clapton himself, it's going to be available in multiple configurations, including three CDs, six LPs, two DVDs, and two Blu-rays. You can pick your poison there. The 41 performances on this set feature a who's who roster of rock guitar greats, including Eric himself. You've got Jeff Beck, Peter Frampton, Buddy Guy, Bonnie Raitt, Jimmy Vaughn, Marcus King, Gary Clark Jr., Los Lobos, Cheryl Crow, and a whole bunch more. So that is the Clapton Crossroads Guitar Festival 2019 collection, November 20th. Yeah, that's a great one. There's always, and they always shoot it so well. So 
just a bunch yeah. of great video and audio performances. So yeah, grab the Blu-ray. Everybody's got a Blu-ray player now. Come on. Yeah, totally. It sounds great. It looks great. It's fantastic. If you are a Wilco fan and you love what we did with being there, you're going to love the upcoming deluxe edition of Summer Teeth. It's got four CDs, including a remastered version of the original album, unreleased studio recordings, an unreleased 1999 concert, and it's also available as a limited edition 180-gram 5LP version, and that version exclusively features an unmitigated disaster, which is Wilco's live 1999 performance at Tower Records. This one is available now, and if you want to grab your copy, head on over to rhino.com where you can grab this, Joni, Clapton, Bowie, you name it. It's on rhino.com with plenty of exclusives you're not going to find anywhere else. Check out rhino.com for any of these great titles. Of course, like John said, you've got extras that you could only get there. I'll go there now. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. All right, John. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, our guest today on this episode of the Rhino Podcast is David Coverdale, singer and songwriter of Whitesnake, here to talk about the just-released Whitesnake Love Songs album, which is the second release in their Red, White, and Blues trilogy, the first being the Rock slash White album, which is also out now. It's always a good time talking with David, and he sheds light on what makes this Love Songs release unique, including some special treasures they found when going through the masters that have been included in this set of White Snake songs. David, welcome back to the podcast. How have you been? Extraordinarily well, considering as uh, <laughs> extraordinarily well. Very creative. So it, it's it's been a culmination of uh, obviously seeing this tragedy unfold globally. We actually toured February, early March, and everywhere we went in Australia, we were and, and Indonesia, Singapore, we were uh, temperature tested. People being very wow, very really? careful. Yeah, until, well, we had to cancel the Japanese tour uh, because of um, that they were closing down uh, as a country. Sure. And then my assistant and I came into LAX, just waltzed through. Welcome home, Mr. Coverdale. And uh, I I looked at her and I said, this could mean trouble. Right. Uh, And of course... 10 days later, we were in lockdown, something. Yeah, you saw it pretty early on. That's crazy. I think most people did. You know, when I look at uh, where we're at now here, I'm in Reno by the sea. Yeah. Uh, when I look at where we're at in the big picture, it's we're like a month behind, five or six weeks behind getting, you know, a, a attacked on this. But the circumstances, even the people who got on top of this, Richard, uh, it's it's coming up again, spiking immensely in I, France and Germany, in Germany. In my yeah. birth country. It's it really is a savage. This is this is what I, my dream. This is what I'd love for Christmas. Yeah, I would love everyone, all of the countries, because it's affecting the planet, 
to come together without their brains there, instead of developing another plug-in for my iPhone, let's all work together and find. I think, like the flu, this virus has got layers, 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 layers. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's going to be either a multitude of shots or whatever, but get all of these people together instead of working on weapons to work together and save the planet, save us as a species. Yeah. You know, God damn it, let me get back on the road and do my <laughs> farewell tour. I've got to say, you've got to be itching to play some shows by now. Well, to, to the point where I looked at the doctor, I thought it was a rash. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, it was so funny. This year, you know, we'd worked, Michael and I, my co-producer, you were just chatting with. He and I were just looking at, you know, how we, we could make things. But the circumstances, all of this trilogy that we're working on was all put together related to the farewell tour, my, wow. you know, the, what could be a better age for the lead singer of Whitesnake than 69, you know, <laughs> spots on nerve. I'd even designed really terrible t-shirts, you know, oh, I'm to, sure you did. to go with it. So, you know, the plan was to do my literally uh, an appreciation and gratitude for such a extraordinary support for five decades, you know, and then yeah. maybe go into 2021. My agents now are calling, trying to get me interested in spring, which I think is just literally, I don't have a crystal ball. I'd love to imagine that Christmas gift I would, I'm hoping for yeah, right. uh, will manifest. But uh, I think the earliest we can look at, uh, really, I don't even know if it will be safe enough for people to get in a large group and not have worries or concerns. Yeah. Even late 21, I think we're more... 2022. I've heard that mm -hmm. uh, Elton John and Bruce Springsteen have come out and formally said they're not going to do anything until 2022. It's very likely. Yeah. You know, and then you could imagine it's going to be, well, I think the agents are all concerned. It's affecting every job, not just musicians and people affiliated with the music business. This is affecting everyone. My, your bonus, if, if I may say, <laughs> is very attractive. Um, <laughs> yours, you can work from home. Yeah. You can do this uh, from, from your office or wherever. Michael and I can do the same. It's My main house, thankfully, was saved from 10 minutes away, saved from a, a wildfire that came out of nowhere. How close did it uh, get? It took out all, oh my God, it took out, it came up to the house. Uh, no. You know, the smoke got into the house. The house was saved, thankfully, but my God, it's like having a mansion on uh, the moon. There's nothing, everything's burnt around it. So sad. Uh. However, once again, you have to look for the glasses half full as opposed to half empty and the house was saved. It's taken almost three months to prepare it for us to go back. But in the meantime, Michael and I have been putting together a potential radio show or podcast, not knowing if indeed I would have a touring career uh, to go to. You know, the possibility of me going out for more small gatherings of intimate gatherings like, say, Ronnie Scott's or... Uh, mm -hmm. An 800 club where I can do an up close and personal with David Coverdale where I uh, interact and, and tell people dirty stories, uh, not only with accompanied by music, but personality. Yes, know? yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're very fortunate that we're able to maintain and super, I've got to tell you, I, I salute you guys. You know, we talked about working together decades ago and met the guy who I communicate with pretty much daily, with Mark Pincus, yeah. fantastic guy. And we have a team at last, a global team, that recognizes and supports the vision we have. And we're very open to listen to the vision you guys have. So it's a marriage made in heaven, pretty, pretty much. 
And when I proposed the Red, White and Blues trilogy, I said, we can't just keep putting box sets out, no matter how good they are, because they're like 50, 60 bucks a pop. So I said, let's put out a couple of teaser records to let people know what's in the pipeline, what's coming through, you know, and just package it basically as, uh, as a talking point. as nothing to do with the American flag, the British flag, the French flag, the Costa Rican flag. You know, this is just a red, white and blues trilogy. It just sounded fun. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and everybody got behind it. Well, first off, I think it's important to mention Love Songs, the red album in stores. Dedicated to lovers everywhere. This is true, but I think that uh, the title is slightly misleading because I think when people hear the term love songs, they think of something flowering soft. And I want to let people know that this album rocks. Well, even the ballads rock, I think. Yes. My musicians are always uh, muscular. I mean, as, as musicians, they're very powerful musicians. And you can't help but feel that even if it's a ballad such as Is This Love, easier said than done. It's really Brian Tishy and Michael Devin. Come on. That's yeah. a sp- fabulous anchor to be anchored to, grounded to. We open with Love Will Set You Free, which is a kind of tribute to Stevie Wonder, who I adore. If you replace the guitars with horns, you know, you'll see what I mean. Right. You know, it's a title I feel just opens you up to what you're about to hear on the record, which Love Will Set You Free. run a nice bath, throw some bubbly stuff in there and a couple of rose petals. You don't need a lot. Dead rose <laughs> petals work beautifully. They all stuck around your ass when you get out, mind you, but, uh, and then put the album on. But it's, it's, a, it's a sweet record. We, we spend a lot of time preparing and making the particular choices to keep variety. It's like Mark said to me, David, this stands up as an album, regardless as of a, a compilation. He said it's just a really strong album. I couldn't agree more way to to describe it no i really couldn't agree more and i we've got three unreleased tracks on here that were from your the sessions from into the light and yes 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 how many unreleased tracks did you have after that because there was quite a bit of material Yeah, that that album, my muse was really working overtime. A lot of the songs on the album, actually, uh, whatever. I've been with my wife, Cindy, for 30 years, and she's one hell of an inspiration, continues to be. And like, uh, with all of my heart, I think I wrote for a birthday or... Uh, an anniversary or something, mm-hmm. yours for the asking. But there's for for such an amazingly well balanced relationship and, and a true partnership, we had many many years ago four days of friction. We were just kind of bristling through misunderstandings, and it, it's nothing unique. People, are, and for the first time, we hadn't been able to articulate it or had the patience to. There was never a thing of, no, no, I'm out of here. There wasn't that. Right, right, It was just, this is very unpleasant, you know? And I'd had all of this music, incredible amounts of music uh, I was writing towards Into the Light. 
and I couldn't get a lyrical theme to save my life. And this unfortunate scenario lit the fuse, and I wrote a song called Let's Talk It Over, Great song. which we close the, uh, close the album with. And it's a long song, but if you, you know, relax, have a glass of something nice or a hit of something nice, put your headphones on, close your eyes, and take the emotional journey. And it's stuff... A song that I think we've all been through. It's my f- wife's favorite song and was mortified when we didn't put it on my Into the Light record because she thought it was the best song I'd ever written. So don't say goodbye. Let's talk it over. Don't say Well, she's got to be happy that it's on this one. Yeah, she's delighted. So it better be a hit. (laughs) (laughs) And when we do the Into the Light box set, which will now be a White Snake album, there is so much more stuff alternate this alternate that ideas that didn't make it onto the record yeah it was it was a really incredibly creative time yeah and uh, just to talk about that sessions again you worked with earl slick and reeves gabrels from david bowie's band how was that working with those style of guitar players versus your your standard red beaches and interesting well we found out slicky was living in our area at tahoe and invited him over and connected immediately we maintain i'm a week older than him he never lets me forget it (laughs) (laughs) but you know he's a fantastic guy an unbelievable organic musician you know he's perfect for Aerosmith, he's perfect for the Stones, you know, that Chuck Berry style, you know, he's just great. I wasn't looking for a Whitesnake band. I wanted something different. I'd done a hell of a lot with Whitesnake and then with Jimmy Page, which was a great breather from being Mr. Whitesnake. And then working with these guys, we looked at calling it The Mob, a.k.a. The Ministry of Blues. (laughs) Mike Finnegan on keyboards, a former Hendrick sideman. He's on Electric Ladyland. Uh, A man of stories, just bottomless well of amazing road stories. He worked with Dave Mason. I last saw him with Etta James, God rest her soul. And he was just... Just an amazing musician to have. Marco Mendoza, breathtaking, you know, player. He dumbs down to play rock. He's an amazing jazz player, very gifted musician all around, singer. And Denny Kamasi, who had worked with me with Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page and I loved him. Uh, Economical, just he has that bonzo feel and the respect for... I'll tell you, him and Mick Fleetwood are my favorite white uh, shuffle players, blues players. Oh, yeah. You know, Denny. Denny's a, a drummer that pretty much listens to the blues all the time. It was, it was fabulous. And we had a pleasure of jamming together when Sammy Hagar was doing his 50-year anniversary and doing music from Montrose and from his solo record and Van Halen time, you know. You ever been um, down to his place in Cabo? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. No, no, no. Uh, but we were supposed to tour this this year, sadly. You know, yeah. he, uh, uh, and he, he just kept insisting we were going to do it. I'm going, I don't think so, Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, another time. But yeah. having a jam with him with Denny was fantastic. And, uh, you know, it was Joe, Joe Satriani. It was a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. Well, there's one song on the record. Obviously, there's 15 songs on the record, but there's one in particular, Your Precious Love, where you're talking about a blue shuffle feel. This one is interesting because it works in both a 4-4 and a 6-8 time signature. Yeah. 
It's like there's two songs on there which are kind of my David Coverdale style songs for Percy Sledge, When a Man Loves a Woman, Wrap mm-hmm. Me Warm and Tender Love. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, these are songs, Don't You Cry is, is, is that kind of feel for me. And Your Precious Love. And I've, I'm blessed with Beth Anderson and Maxine Waters of the Waters family, a very famous gospel uh, singing family in, in the L.A. area. Uh, I think in some of the videos you can see anything you want from the the rock album. You can see these two beautiful. They're uh, Beth's, I think, based out of Nashville. There's a singer called Tommy Funderburg featured on there. So they brought this hard edged soul element yeah. to uh, your precious love and made me, you know, do my Otis bit. Because it seems so long since I heard your song. playing Stratocaster on that one because they had great That is, talent. yes, definitely a Strat. That's yeah. Adrian Vandenberg, mm-hmm. uh, doubled by my current uh, guitar player, one of my current guys, Joel Hoekstra. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, Joel's probably doing the Les... Did he do all Les Paul, Michael? Yeah. He did all Les Paul, uh, whereas on that, I know Adrian's using uh, like Steve Cropper kind of st- uh, teleca- yeah. uh, Stratocaster. It's, really yeah, it's really cool. Great and of tone. course, an amazing, amazing uh, organ player, keyboard player called Derek Sherinian. You know, who brings it brings it home to the soul soul aspect, and it's yeah. a, that brings an organic quality that wasn't there before. Right. Well, th- this isn't just a compilation, like you said, because you've really gone back to these songs, and, and you said you'd reworked them and kind of re envisioned them. And I think a lot of this we talked about this last time we talked, but you got a new engineer, Christopher Collier. Oh yeah, yeah. And what does he bring to the table and the sound of these songs that wasn't there previously? Well, he just had the image for it. He, his shelving was immaculate. He, you know, he was recommended, worked with Joel and, uh, and Michael and I, I certainly, I just come off the road. I said, I just don't, I haven't got the focus to do this. And I knew the songs were strong. I knew the songs were powerful. I just did, I, I just didn't believe I could actually do it comfortably. Right. So I, we brought, uh, we researched him a little, brought him in, and I sat in my office outside of the, the studio and just left him to his own devices. And a couple of hours later, he comes out and I said, have you got anything? He goes, uh, well, I've got three, you know. Three? <laughs> really? What? I went, right, okay, right. I'll be in right directly. And I came in, put the headphones on. I went, holy shit. And just added a tweak here and there. It was astonishing. I'd allowed for two or three weeks for the mix, and we, we were done in a week. Wow. Frosting on the cake. Right. Uh, and it gave us a sonic identity that I was so impressed with. You know, when you've done five decades in this business, I've worked with every technology, a host of extraordinary musicians and, and talented engineers, producers. So whenever I wanted to do a Whitesnake mixtape, it all sounded, never sounded right. It was just imbalanced. There was no, other than my voice, there was no, which was hidden a lot. There's no kind of sonic identity. And what we achieved with Chris Collier is a sonic identity, which carries through, as you can hear, through six or seven different variations of the White Snake band, yeah. you know, starting with right. Slided In from an 84, which he's been hearing since 
since he was six years old as it was his father's favorite record. <laughs> Go figure. You know, I'm working with children, Rich. I'm children. <laughs> but that's here's the thing. You have all of these songs with all these different lineups, like you're saying, but it all sounds cohesive. And yeah. Yeah. Of course, your voice is the common thread through everything. I think one of the things that stood out most to me as I was listening to this collection is that you still have the forward white snake guitars really in your yeah. face and ripping. But the way you guys have treated the vocals, they really sound enhanced and, and more vibrant than before. What was the biggest it, takeaway you got from reworking them and listening back to these songs uh, again? Well, it, I think it's been my insecurity for too long a time of, of, of insisting I be mixed back into the band as like 70s style records. Yeah. And, and, and that didn't serve well when it translated into FM radio. The voice could some, somehow be lost. You know, like, I love that people can hear, is this love and not, is this lunch? You know, that's particularly, <laughs> particularly satisfying. Um, still of the what? Still of the what? Still of the what? Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, I'm a little more confident now and, and the voice is definitely up there, but uh, I'd sent the rock album to Joe Elliott, a dear friend of mine in Def yeah. Leppard. And he went, Oh my God, is that a new guitar solo? I said, no, you can just hear it now. Yeah. You know, and the end of the, is this love solo it was drenched in eighties echo. So you couldn't hear this. Uh, incredible amount of notes that, uh, that John Sykes was playing in a beautifully melodically structured way. So now you can. Uh, and of course, you have an ending now, which I was completely forgotten 35 whatever years ago, that we actually finished the song when we recorded it in Canada. So that's on Love Songs now, the full version of the song. Is this We found licks that Steve Vai that weren't, weren't on the original played oh, for man, uh, Deeper the Love. Yeah. And he has this beautiful intro melody. And, I, and it's so bizarre to go, well, why the hell didn't we put that on back then? And it's so weird, you know, so weird. But thankfully, uh, we got it and I sent it to Steve. He was thrilled. He'd forgotten. <laughs> A recent reunion, man, which was such a blast. And you guys have uh, live at Donington. It's a, oh, yeah. a, a concert we did, uh, Monsters of Rock in 1990. And we reunited the band. Uh, and we got Steve Vai, Adrian Vandenberg, who I think sadly was having a little bit of trouble with windmill powered internet. Uh, we had some <laughs> nice freeze frames on there. But Tommy Aldridge, who I'm still blessed with on drums. And of course, the exotic and ever so sexy Rudy Sarzo. My social media went bananas. It was such a, to celebrate the 30th anniversary that we got everyone in 
and everyone reconnected was just really sweet. It was lovely. Absolutely lovely. That's great. People are trying to make the most out of the situation yeah. that we're in, and I'm sure that everybody appreciated watching that. Speaking of video stuff, you've redone all your biggest videos in new HD. Well, yeah, the Times, he's fantastic to work with, is a Canadian <laughs> director called Tyler Bournes. <laughs> so what we do, we give him the remix track. And of course, you've got to remember, these are old analog film things. So they, they've moved over time. It's difficult to describe. So it really is a labor of love to upscale them. You've got to keep an eye on them. And of course, some of the remixes are longer yeah. than the actual originals that faded oh, right. out, you know. Yeah. So we have to be very creative about it. Well, tell us a little bit about With All of My Heart. I, there's a couple things to this that really kind of caught my ear. There's a great subtle slapback on your vocal because it has this yeah, maybe late 50s kind of doo-wop feel vibe yeah, to it almost. Well, I love that stuff. Uh, Mills Brothers, Ink Spot. Oh, I love uh, uh, the 50s. I totally do. Uh, and I just felt that was that kind of song. Uh, the Very simple lyric, very sparse melody. And there was space to be able to have that mono slap. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so that was cool. And I love Slicky plays beautiful melodic guitar. Mm -hmm. And I have Tony Franklin playing bass on this. Both of us are playing keyboards. Once again, Denny Kamasi on drums. A gorgeous girl called Linda Strawberry, who has this beautiful, ethereal, wispy voice. There's Chris Collier, Tony Franklin, and Linda Strawberry doing backgrounds. It's just a treat. It's not something I would have put on a White Snake album, but now I, I feel more confident that it could be. I said to, to my wife, Cindy, was that for a birth? Um, there was no intention of me actually recording them. Some of these songs were birthday gifts or anniversary gifts to my missus. Yeah. You know, and then somebody would hear them and go, you know what? That's pretty, <laughs> you should do that. No kidding. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised yeah. these songs weren't released before. Honestly, they're fantastic. Well, you know, I think uh, there's some, I don't know how, but you know, you get bootlegs out there. I think with all of my heart, escaped uh, somehow but nowhere near a finished it was probably a demo that got out there somehow mm -hmm. but they're all as i say revamped uh, fresh coat of paint it's the same house of white snake we've just bought some new furniture and put some different <laughs> you know yeah a couple of different colors here and there but the integrity of the music is the same and uh let's just talk about this double red vinyl set Oh, sexiest. You, know, you could wear it. You could, I swear to God, you could wear it as a bra. Just a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a Barbarella bra, just a British warrior princess. Uh, 180 grams of the very finest vinyl. We sell every piece of vinyl we do. It's kind of caught on with a younger audience, too. So it's a pleasure for me. I've been, th I went through two rather heavy divorces where I lost two significant collections. So, you know, uh, I've, I started started recapturing that collection 
there's still vital music coming out that's exciting to me, you know. I'm thrilled to still be in the, in the game, Richard, you yeah. know. It's, uh, I'm feeling relevant, feeling fresh, feeling enthusiastic. I, I think there's a lot of anticipation, for positive anticipation for... For, for for love songs because it's it's an aspect of my voice uh, that people are always commenting on thankfully in a positive way that mid-range voice the yeah. you know the lower tenor as opposed to the the big tarzan stuff which is equally great to uh to that i have those in my arsenal absolutely but this is much more you know the more intimate side the softer side uh and and it gels nice. And as I say, it's not songs to cut your wrist by. It opens with a kick-ass uh, song with, uh, with uh, Love Will Set You Free, Now You're Gone in the middle of it. You know, and even the softer songs are still ballsy. The performers are ballsy. Uh, on the Restless Heart album, we use the Pink Floyd's bass player, Guy Pratt, uh, oh, wow. extraordinarily gifted player and fantastic. He actually worked with us on the live shows with Jimmy Page in Japan uh, with Danny Kamasi uh, and, and just fabulous stuff, really fabulous. It's a, it's a f- considering it's such an incredibly challenging time, it's given Michael and I and my creative team so much more time to be able to focus on on things to, uh, to be able to present to people because you know you can't watch netflix all the time you know well, you gotta have as some much variety as, as much yeah. as i appreciate netflix you gotta have some ear candy you know you have to have music you have to you know it's like before i'd say ladies or guys because i was mr vacuum and dust on the top floor uh you know when we had the quarantine and no people coming into to assist us in the house that i took the top floor you know vacuuming um but i said ladies gentlemen you, your vacuum will get through in half the time if you have your headphones on with this stuff you know yeah right and this one is just i think really a lovely company it's a beautiful side of white snake that i truly am happy we've been able to present to an appreciative audience well, David, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, man. Are you kidding? It's absolutely my pleasure. I was looking forward to it very much. Cheers, Richard. <laughs> Take care, mate. All the best. great having david on the podcast love songs is out now it's a 15 track collection of remixed and remastered versions of the band's best love songs plus unreleased tracks from david coverdale's into the light sessions it's out now it's available as a 2lp red vinyl set and cd and of course digitally we'll see you next time thanks very much for tuning in don't forget to listen and subscribe on itunes so you don't miss the next rhino podcast producer for rhino entertainment john hughes produced for rhino entertainment by rich mayhem promotions all rights reserved look around you can find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding your tail 
Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.